1: Um, it's Kristen and Jen and this is the hashtag I Mom So Hard podcast. It's a podcast that you can find anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And yes, normally there are two of us. And right now there's just me, Kristen, coming at you live, not live, podcast. And Jen is taking a much needed little family vacay. And we love working together because there's two of us. So one of us can take a vacation and the other one can man the fort. So I'm manning Fort Hood right now. Um, not Fort Hood, but that is an actual place. Look at me! I can have a conversation with myself. <laughs> oh my God! First and foremost, I've been re- I've been reminded by our lovely Casey, who is the brains behind our operation, that I need to make an apology, um, an addendum, an asterisk, if you will. Uh, first of all, Jen and I often act like we're professionals talking about things that we know nothing about. So at no point have we ever said listen to us like we know. Um we don't give advice. We're, we are uh, we you know, oftentimes have had cocktails, not today, but just know we're we're not people that you need to take seriously. We're supposed to make you laugh. Last week which was episode 59 and it was I western wear so hard. So we talked about the rodeo. Yes, I'm still super into it. I'm wearing denim on denim right now. Um but we got, we got confused about the strap to which bulls are put in so that they buck. Look at us. We don't even know how to talk about it. Turns out it's not on their wiener. It's on their flank or their stomach or something. It pisses them off. We've all worn a belt that doesn't feel good. That's what's happening. And they're also born to buck. And they're also treated very well. I just wanted to put that out there so the rodeo community does not ostracize me. Because I would like to um, be invited to some of the parties. Jody told me the flank strap on a bull or horse to buck does not go around their balls or wiener. It goes around their flank for something to kick at. It doesn't hurt them in any way. Most of those animals are treated like royalty and are worth up to $25,000 and more. They are not going to hurt them in any way. Thank you, Jody. I just wanted to say I'm sorry. And I love you, Jody. You sound awesome. Uh, so this is going to be a fun episode because this is like a I get to know us on our podcast episode, and uh, we've put some clips together from other podcasts that we've done, and we would love to introduce you to our podcast by you listening to Little Tidbits. Again, subscribe, listen, buy this stuff we advertise so that people like us and our kids can go to college. You're the best. Okay, moving ahead in my parliamentary procedure all by myself. So Jen and I, for a long time, have always been into true crime. In fact, people ask us What do you do when you get on a plane? And there's two things we talk about. It's either a home design magazine or true crime. And sometimes people have found that it's hard to get us back on track to anything else. Like we've been asked to leave a plane one time because we were very into a couple episodes. So, uh, yeah, we love true crime. And uh, I wanted to solve a mystery so bad that I did this. I. Oh, This is a terrible story. I was convinced that someone that worked at the Central City Mall was a woman who had amnesia and did not know where she was, and I thought this woman was her. So I called the Unsolved Mysteries Hotline, and oh. uh, I reported her as the missing woman from the episode who had had amnesia. And they said, "How old are you?" And I said, "I'm I'm nine. And they said, "Well, do you does your does your do your parents know?" that you're calling. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't say this, but I was like, hell no, Terry'd freak. And so they said, go get your parent, call your local police. Like they were very nice to me, but they were like, basically, we know you're a kid. They must get a lot of kid callers. What? Cause I was like, I'm about to crack this shit open. Welcome to my first solved mystery. Um, that could happen. That could literally happen. I but mean, that, that, that didn't happen. It didn't uh, happen.
0: But no, Kristen, I don't want you to be embarrassed because my mom one time thought my my friend Laura's husband had been married to my stepsister. And I was like, that is the worst. Like you spent so, how many Thanksgivings with the guy? Like. That's so, so it happens.
1: Well, I to to, to end the story uh in not a glorious way, the woman uh did not have amnesia. And my mom was so mad because I had been following her in the grocery store for many days when we went just to do some recon and take some notes and figure out like if maybe she was this is before cell phones by the way because I would have just snapped a picture but I was doing like drawings of her and uh she she was a longtime resident of of the town and who had she was. yeah she had some she had oh my god I'm such a bad anyway she was she had a hard life and you were bringing she'd up She had her a hard memories okay. No she was like she was she was a very sweet person who I totally misidentified and I learned a strong lesson at that point point. and then my mom was like you can't well you know Terry that I cut to 30 minutes later of her tearing me a new one like she's like you can't just call the police but I wanted to be a part of one of those updates more than anything but I, I could wanted also to see Terry it.
0: God love Terry. I could see her being on like an after the fact unsolved mysteries going like, yeah, he was, that guy was our mailman for 30 years. And uh, not if it would have been blood on his
1: pants sometimes, but not uh, if it would have been me calling. calling. She would have been like, I'm still on the fence as to whether or not this is true. She has a very like big imagination. Terry would not have been on board if it wasn't her idea.
0: Well, you know why, okay, you know why I'm so into murder and it's not, it's real, it's real, real. And I, so I, I have to make the caveat that like, I hate violence so much that I used to make my husband watch episodes of Boardwalk Empire and Game of Thrones first to make sure that I could handle them. So I grew up in Bellevue, Nebraska, and there was a serial killer, of (gasps) children in the town. Yes.
1: Yeah. I know that I know part of this story, but I forgot that it was kids. Ugh. God. Yeah.
0: Which makes it worse. Like it makes it worse even now. I know. I'm going to save you a lot of the details. Please. But I was very, I was very young when this happened. They did catch him, but it, it like, if you are in a small town and something, like that happens every part of your life is connected to it in some way like you map out your life sure in relation to when that happened or like what was going on and there's so many like things that weave back into my life that like so just the long and short of it is that there was an airman stationed at the airbase off at air force base and for sure he killed two kids that were my brother's age oh like he he was like a scout master. Like it it's the most hideous fucked up story you've ever heard. Yeah. The scout groups. And then he killed people back in Maine where he was from.
1: Freaking Cabot Cove.
0: Rest- <laughs> where Cabot Cove he lived in Cabot
1: Cove. He probably. lived in Cabot Cove. God, I can't America. even, I can't joke about it. I can't even joke. about I'm I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm uncomfortable. I'm not joking about it. When I get uncomfortable, I say inappropriate things. We should know that about my personality right now. I am by no means making, otherwise I won't know what to do with myself. I know. I just, I,
0: I have to get the like real deal part of it out, which, which this is, I don't know if this is f- funny, but there's a part there's, oh my God. So he, He committed his last crimes in Nebraska, which Nebraska does not take any shit when it comes to the death penalty. They're like, Mm -mm. we we are going to do this. So he did he did end up getting the death penalty in Nebraska. But because the boys were my brother's age, I went to middle school with one of their sisters like it was such a part of my life that I don't know if I would have even known what a serial killer or murderer was until I was much, much older if that hadn't gone on.
1: If you'd like to listen to more of that episode, that was our episode four, I True Crime So Hard. Uh, Moving on to uh, episode 22, which is one man's trash is another mom's treasure. My lovely Jenny is a very good DIYer. She's also somebody who will drive by the road, see a chair and put it in her minivan and figure out how to get the bugs off when she gets home. She's always spray painting something or weaving something or redoing her house. It's exhausting. I'm on TikTok. So we gave a... a one-minute talk about it, and it ended up being the entire episode. That's it was supposed to be just this really quick thing, and then we talked about dumpster diving on a whole new level in episode twenty-two. Jenny, yes, let us give you a hot minute. I feel like I'm, i no, like I'm you're doing gonna extemporaneous it. speech. You're, you're, gonna, you're not going to know how to categorize this. You're going to be like really one minute for this. What the oh, hell? Okay. okay, and I want you to go big. And braggy, if you need to, and your subject is, and I'm giving you a clock. I don't know how <laughs> I they work.
0: Whatever,
1: dumpster diving. <gasps> oh, dumpster my gosh. diving.
0: Well, I I have to say, I take it very personally that Terry hates your ottoman because I do recall <laughs> being with you yeah. when you got that. Yeah. And you got that one chair that she really didn't like. Okay, Kristen and I were we trick or treating with the kids. <laughs> We're sugar treating there is no car nearby. We were, like, as far back, far away from your place as we could On go. On the
1: L.A. River, because yeah. the L.A. River goes behind where I was living. Yeah. On the L.A. River, which... This is your hot minute. Shut up.
0: Okay. we. It was like uh, we had crying toddlers. They were really little at the time, and we walked by these chairs that had been, like, dumped by the side of the road. One of them had been basically demolished, right? Like, somebody had backed <laughs> over it, and then the other one, I was like... It's curved. It's like a half circle. It's beautiful woodwork. It was a little bit dirty. And uh, I was like, Kristen, you you need that chair. She was like, what? What am I going to do? I was like, (laughs) go get your car and go get that chair. I forced her to get it. Had you ever picked anything up from the side of the road Um, from the L.A. River? Not like this Have you ever Gotten a chair From a homeless Encampment before No
1: <laughs> But I Had my first Experience with This chair Cause I am 100% Sure that it was Hosting lots of Live creatures Inside of the Stuffing that was Coming out And so Jen Let me make sure I, You're done with Your minute Yeah I made her Like yep.
0: I waited with the kids and I stood over this chair as you do when you're dumpster diving like some like I take my phone when I'm for a walk and I yep. like call my husband I'm like get the car down here there's a ping pong table. Like I'm telling
1: you I've never met anyone like this. Jen made me strap this chair in my in my Honda Civic. No, not in my Honda Civic, in my little RAV4. <laughs> yep. That was big enough to hold a stroller so the stroller had to like be put into the front seat. The kid is strapped into the Car seat. And we put this weird, what looked like a colonial chair, which I do believe you were right that it was at one time worth a lot of money because it had good bones. But this thing looked like it'd been shot. Yeah, I think somebody had been murdered in this chair, somebody and like it was definitely just, been murdered. They died was, sitting straight up. Here's what
0: I think happened: somebody from a really nice neighborhood was like, "Well, we've killed these two hookers in each one of these chairs, yeah. and we need to like put them in the L.A. River, like Both somewhere." The hookers and the chairs, exactly. So they dump the hookers, leave the chairs there's like everybody's dna is gonna be all over mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. one of them gets backed over by an angry los angelino yeah yeah the other
1: one's like somebody it'll be fine there nobody would ever want to grab that chair from the la river but Kristen grabbed it i made her now i don't remember did you just start using it right I away i started using it You <laughs> <laughs> i had a i had a i had i Two, i think i just had finn at the time or but i was pregnant busy. or something yeah and there are pictures where this chair is in finn's room and it is disgusting it is so filthy and gross and it's on me because i never here's the difference i between did and tell, I, I was
0: like you can make a really great paste at yeah, it you know go like go
1: get here here's a, a guy you, that does like, what I do you call it upholstery yeah here you got to go downtown you got to find a nice fabric to cover it i'm like when the am i gonna do all this i offered to do it i'm pretty sure two and a half years ago
0: (laughs) but it was like almost clean again like the kids had licked all of
1: the the dirt and dna off of it at that point that's why they're both literally so healthy that like nothing (laughs) will get through their their systems uh yeah so this
0: chair goes with the ottoman right you usually keep them together right well, yes, it was a
1: real one two shitty punch if you're talking furniture. And but, I do think Terry holds it against me. No, she, she she holds you on a pedestal. That's not my autumn. Here's the truth. <laughs> so we so Jen makes me get this chair. And then at the point at that point I had already dumpstered literally gotten into a dumpster and pulled out this autumn and that yeah. seemed perfectly nice to me, but it had been raining on. So I was like, Well with a little sunshine it'll draft. And I was like, This is going to be my big DIY project. I'm going to make this ottoman look so awesome. I'm awful. I like. What do I do with my time? It was
0: calling out for a... Well, I have this guy that'll come get it, too. He's like... Well, you know
1: what? I didn't do any of that. And you know I'm kind of like... But now it's beautiful. Yeah, because I threw it away. You did? Yeah, I replaced it with a wafer ottoman. What do you think I did with it? Oh, the ottoman. But
0: the chair you still have. I thought you... I thought you recovered it in like a white
1: like people. No, that's a different chair. Kristen! No. Jen, why didn't you give me a shot at it? Because I didn't want it to be a thing that like I didn't want to hear about it so I just I figured someone else would take that hooker chair or maybe the guy that killed the hooker would finally feel secure that like he would come and get the chair and take it away. I didn't know what to do. I put it outside it was gone in a second. Somebody made oh, a of course, lot of money. Somebody, somebody was did like it is... made a lot of money. God love them. Great craftsmanship. Off to you, Like good on ya. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Kristen. Oh, man. We're heading into spring cleaning. We're heading into spring everything. And I couldn't be more excited to talk about bowl and branch to boot.
0: What makes you feel like fresher and lighter than a good night's sleep on nice, clean, super soft, luxurious sheets?
1: Nothing. I mean, Bowl & Branch brings it. And I don't know what magic they have in these sheets, but they get softer as you wash them. And I honestly, there's nothing I enjoy more than knowing at the end of the night, I get to pull back my comforter and just squeeze into this delicious bed that feels like it's someone giving me like a horizontal high five. That sounds sexy, but so are Bowl & Branch sheets. It's true. It's You can feel the quality immediately big girl bedroom. Ooh. And the first thing we're going to do is get some bowl and Branch sheets so she can every night feel very special getting into bed. I really just hope that it also helps her want to make her bed. But look, as long as she sleeps in that delicious thing, that's all that really matters. You know, you can also get her uh, a bowl
0: and Branch blanket now that they have. They're like these cloud-like duvets, fluffy pillows, mm. and so many more
1: things she's very, very lucky. And there's all sorts of colors and there's all sorts of prints and it's just very beautiful. And it really does feel like you're doing yourself a real favor. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code hard at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com, promo code hard. Exclusions apply. See site for details. club sports whatever it is usually has a driving requirement upon
0: hours and sometimes good ones and sometimes not so Uh
1: uh-huh and sometimes there's other ones In the episode 29, my goop responds to music. I went ahead and relived a time when my parents really enjoyed music. Sometimes I think it made them uh, amorous, which I did not want to be a part of. Nobody does. So
0: my dad listened to all these. He had this like. Crazy stereo system that would like boom the whole house. Like, we had like, if he was playing like the Star Wars album or something, like it literally shook the house. And, um, I love it. He had every style of music. There would be a new artist that came out on the radio. He would be like, Yeah, I don't like those backstreet boys. It's all electronic, you know? Like, if there was actual like musical uh, quality to it, then he, he would enjoy it. He would listen to it. And so when I he'd always buy albums for us. And I about age nine, when my brother was in middle school and started playing electric guitar, I got really into heavy metal. Like really,
1: as you do as you do. I mean, it's weird that you were that young. I'm not going to judge you. I was definitely listening to the Oak Ridge boys and <laughs> carrying along with whatever my parents wanted me to listen to, which was generally the, the the country Western of the time or throwback to the sixties and seventies. Well, there was definitely a
0: lot of, uh, a lot of the Barbara Streisand memories uh, album was a huge, <laughs> huge part of my life during that time too. Cause it was like, my mom would be like, put on my album on Friday nights, <laughs> but she would like, it got her shoes
1: and, my god. Have her wine that makes cooler. That makes perfect sense. I remember she my never I cooler, memories, she never had a wine cooler the memories she barred, never farmer should have had a wine cooler probably <laughs> but she had. Totally. But she had her music and Babs is a good one. But I remember when I was growing up my parents they, they didn't. They weren't like an aficionado like your dad. They just loved the music of their time. So like they had these songs, and I'd like to call them the sex songs because I always knew something was up. But like we'd be in the car, and like Ugh, I still remember we would be in the car. I was in the back seat, and my there would be a song that would pop on, and they would both like start like looking at each other and like jamming out to the groove. And I was like, gross, what is happening? And then my dad would be like. Terry, remember this song? And my mom would be like, yeah, do I do? And I'm like, oh, God, you guys hummed to this song and we're listening Good to it. Good for in the of family." It's... No, I don't want to know. Well, I can't ever listen to Jefferson Airplane again.
0: Oh, it oh. Was like, I, I was like, I can't.
1: It's like, is that your sign? I can't for other reasons. I, I just, just, I'm
0: not a fan. I
1: know. There's a lot. Your parents. <laughs> hey, man, that was. You'd their... like to get it on, though. We've, I mean. Oh, Yeah. Well, yeah. They were young and dumb. They like they And they didn't know that. I was like, I don't know specifically what you're talking about, but I can change. I can
0: tell the tone has changed. Here. Well, my husband told me he used to get in trouble for singing 50 ways to leave your lover because it's fun. It's like rhymey, like step out the back, Jack,
1: get a new plan, Stan. Oh, yeah. Sam, and his mom was get like, on the bus, Gus, just say so free. Yeah. Yeah. I never cared what the words were until, uh. Uh, Like a Virgin came out and I was, I think as you were too obsessed with my gosh, she, I have so many strong Madonna memories. Like she was shaping who I was as internally. And I remember like a prayer. I fucking love that. I play that song over again. Just like a prayer. Your voice would take me there. It was a very um scandalous video because there were crosses on fire and my mom was like <gasps> and I was like I love it more now and then oh my god it was so sexy I think I probably humped my pillow and like there was nothing left after that album <laughs> Madonna did that to you <laughs> I she just made me feel like I was like growing up and I was like oh everything all of it all did of it. I tell
0: you that I I can't believe if I wouldn't have told you this, but I had this babysitter one time and I don't remember her name, but we were watching MTV like my parents were so strict. They really were. But when it came to music, it was like, whatever, like anything anything goes. goes. So we were watching MTV and the jump video was on. And, you know, David Lee Roth gets right up to the camera. He's got these red leather pants on and like does this like kick. And she goes, look at that. And I was like, look at, yeah, look at what? She goes, Mm -hmm. his pants.
1: Look at what's in his pants. And I was like, I am. I don't know why he has a tube of tennis balls in there. I (laughs) am uninterested in this tennis ball collection. I don't care. Why is he carrying a flashlight in his pants? I don't understand. You don't jump when you have that kind of equipment in your pants because you you can't. You can't. uh, (laughs) You happy. you have, that takes us to episode three. I know we're jumping around, but we want to keep it interesting. It's I cars so hard. This is one of our very first recordings. It was the hardest because we had to be apart, and we were trying to make the best of a really tough situation. We were new into the quarantine pandemic of it all. And uh, it was one of those days where I was like, hey, for a couple hours, I forgot how things are so terrible. And uh, it was really fun. Jen talks about why her childhood car, a Dodge Aspen, drove her parents to divorce. God love her and God love her parents. Listen, I think some of those old cars are are tanks and they're meant to be driven. Okay, Uh,
0: here's two more things, though, that I did. That car was not a tank. It was not meant to be driven because it would die so much, and we would take it on long road trips like family vacations. Oh, no. And I remember we took it to those Wisconsin Dells, and the reason I remember it so vividly is that I'd just gotten this new, like, lightweight pink windbreaker with – or it was white with pink trim. And I got to pick it out. I loved it so much. And we brought it because we were by the water and it might get cold at night. So we went to like some fish and chips place for dinner and then go out to the parking lot. The car won't start. The stupid Aspen, Dodge Aspen wagon won't start. And we had to walk back to our motel and (laughs) – Oh, I bet your mom's pissed. Oh, my God. The whole time she was fighting, like – I remember my brother and I walking up ahead so we didn't have to, like, listen to him. And I was dragging my wrist along this, like, chain that was in front of this used car dealership. And the whole, like, arm of my coat turned black from, like, (laughs) the chain. And, of course – It was the 80s. You didn't get a new coat. You just had a messed up coat for three years because it, like, you got it two sizes too big. So I just had like one really janky arm and this car was the reminder of it. And then so we're, I think, I can't remember if it was that one or if it was like when we're in South Dakota, because those are the two vacations you go on when you're from the Midwest. Yeah. South Dakota, Wisconsin else.
1: Wherever you can go to a creepy putt-putt place and- and and talk with strangers at their campsite. That's that's pretty yeah. much the, the oh, Hensley version of five-star travel. There's a corn palace there? Well, we'll go. That sounds I had irritable bowel syndrome one summer and <laughs> I'd rather not go through that again. Well, so I remember
0: I'm pretty sure it was South Dakota. Might have been Wisconsin Dells because we're staying at this like motor lodge place that had like these little cabins and we were so cheap that my mom would always check the beds for fleas, not even bed bugs, because nice hotels get <laughs> bed bugs. We would have to check the bed for fleas, we would say. And because we always brought our dogs, which is what classy people do. Uh, and I remember there was like a pool in the middle of the parking lot, and my parents were having this horrible argument. My dad was like, let's go to the pool. So we get in our suits, and my dad and my brother <laughs> and I go to the pool, and we're in there for like 20 minutes. And then we hear the Dodge Aspen wagon because it was so freaking loud. The engine. Oh, electric. no. And we see my mom like driving through the parking lot, like angry, like her hair up in a bun, not even looking towards the pool. And it was like so ominous. I remember I was like, Dad, is she coming back? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, she's coming. Like he didn't believe him. Like it seemed like that was He's it. Like, that was TBD. TBD. Like, that my final memory would be of my mother, like, in this wagon with, like, blown struts and shocks, like, bobbing up and down out of this, like, shitty motel parking lot. Oh, no. And she did come back, but then they, like, got divorced. And it was such, like, they fought about this car so much. Isn't
1: that weird that this car becomes this, like, talking point for a divorce? I think at that point you're like, I just want something that you want it was that neither one of them would budge.
0: It was like, she was not going to drive that car. She didn't want the car. And he was like, I'm not going to give up on this car, which was a really, it was a really stupid
1: idea because it was such a terrible car. Well, like, let I me re- just say this. If I ever get divorced and I don't want to get divorced, but if I ever get divorced, my husband can freely and happily have the RAV4. <laughs>
0: The RAV4 was like the Bugatti of cars next to this station wagon, little like my, Just before we got the new car, we get like upgraded to an Oldsmobile, Cutlass Sierra. I'm which familiar. Was, they're, I've they're sold a, a couple in my now. day. It felt like the fanciest car you could ever have. But before that happened, we were driving out of the Kmart parking lot, my mom, my brother and I, and she hit a pothole and all of the hubcaps flew off. All what? of them, all four of them flew off. And I remember because I had to race across the parking lot to go retrieve two. And my brother <laughs> had to get the other two because we were going to trade this in, try and trade it in for something. Oh, no. It was awful.
1: But I bet you had like the pick of the litter because your dad sold cars. So no, you could have just that's like. What I, that's what I think I should have had, Jen. Thank you for bringing that up. You should have. No, I did not. Let me explain something to you. Dewey Hensley Motor was the name of my dad's car dealership. Nowhere in that title was the word Mercedes or Lexus. <laughs> okay? If there was if there was a Buick or some version of a old like Chevelle, my dad sold them. And here's the thing, I my dad would say, he'd go, Hey, Kristen, go ahead and drive this car to school and back today. And I would think, Oh, that's fun. It's a different car. I'll drive that to school today. And then it would, it, it would break down and he'd be like, yeah, I just needed to see what needed to get fixed on it before I put it on the lot. And I was like, there, it, do you I'm just wondering at what point I am a factor in this car. The fact that I'm in there. And I honestly didn't care because, against that Midwest attitude, you're like, so uh, I'll go to the neighbor. I know everybody. I'll go knock on their door and they'll, my dad will come pick me up, which I did literally all over Highway 14. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Hey, guys, let's go to a mom box. This message really speaks to me. Um, We were talking about midlife crisis and what that means when you're a woman, like you're not buying a Corvette and, you know, trying to hook up with young girls, or maybe you are, but that's, and that's your journey. Uh, Mine was that I wanted to hike more. So Nina wrote me a great message, uh, sent it to us through the DM. And God love her, man. Here we go. I just listened to your podcast about midlife crisis and I loved it. I just wanted to share a story with Kristen since she mentioned she wished she had done more hiking in her 20s. I did a lot of hiking back in my 20s. I'm 39 now, happily married, two kids. And one incident in particular jumped into my memory while listening. I once went hiking with a friend and we stayed in a trail hut overnight. While there, I got very drunk and made out with two different hot hikers in one night. They're not, not at the same time. That night was the peak of my 20 something sluttiness. And while I'm slightly embarrassed by it, I'm also kind of like, damn girl, go get em. Anyway, I just thought you'd find that funny. Thanks for all the laughs you've given me this year. Listening to your podcast while stuck at home has been almost like hanging out with friends. I love her. I'm going to relive that memory as though it's, my, I'm going to make it one of my memories. I'm going to create a fake memory for myself that I had that experience because that's awesome and go you and I would high five you if I was next to you right now. That's fantastic. So if you're excited to hear the episode that Nina's referring to, it is episode 56, I Midlife Crisis So Hard. And... uh I'm going to enjoy listening to it again because I'm going to convince myself I was a young hiker that made out with two hot guys. Okay, so I've got another mom box and I'm just going to read it while I'm here. Am I talking 1,000 miles per minute? This is why Jen's great because I talk so fast and then she's like nice and steady. Uh, Lindsay wrote... Today, I'm so glad the actor Hardy and the T-shirt Hardy thing was discussed because 100% thought they were the same person. (laughs) I've thought to myself, good job, T-shirt man. You really branched out with your career, but never had any interest in looking him up because I thought it was a T-shirt guy. Thanks for making me laugh every Tuesday morning. That's That's fantastic. I almost don't want her to know. I just want her to keep thinking like, Tom Hardy? Well, God, he's such a hard worker. Not only is he an A-list actor, he's got a really nice t-shirt company on the side. What else does he do? Is he a gardener? <laughs> That's it. Oh, gosh. You guys, the mom boxes are our favorite thing ever. Guys, I'm going to keep going. Uh, I have a hot flash. Hot flash. Hot flash. It's fine that I talk about it on this episode because I'm 100% sure that Jen has never seen this show because if it's not a real housewife show or something about murder or a science show about murder, she's not watching it. So I'm alone in that. And I am a huge fan of Friday Night Lights. Huge. And uh, I think the character and the actor, Tim Riggins, together should be illegal. He is... It's, I just watched it again because I was kind of bored and it came up on Netflix and I was like, okay, I'll give this another, whoa, Tim Riggins. Hello. Um, You are not unattractive. Uh, Also Coach Taylor. I I think I kind of married Coach Taylor because Colin, it reminds me a little bit of Coach Taylor. He's just um, not as into me as Coach Taylor is into his wife. So it's fine. We argue more than Coach Taylor argues. That's fine that's okay but uh I'm just saying there's a lot of uh if you need something to watch and uh you feel a little bored and you you don't mind uh a little bit of tingle action I highly recommend Friday Night Lights by the way the entire cast is like 30 like none nobody in there is really a high schooler I'm like give me a break like Tim Riggins that he he would look like a wizard now if that was real because he would he he, and he doesn't because I just looked him up He's still got it. He's still got it. Guys, okay, guys. Well, I think we've all experienced some of my personalities on this episode, and um, I really hope you enjoy this like recap. I, if you're new to the podcast, we hope you enjoy it. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Not on TikTok yet, but we're there. We have an account. We just haven't done anything with it. Under I mom so hard. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your love and support, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening and be sure to go back to our previous episodes and let us know your favorite moments because we might read it on the podcast.